Hey, what's going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. Today on the two-game TBT, the basketball tournament uh, slate on Friday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports daily fantasy sports slates, esports including Call of Duty, League of Legends, and uh, Counter-Strike CSGO. If you guys are interested in CSGO and Call of Duty, I will have a video for both of those slates up right after this one. Um, also, again, I just want to say thank you guys for all the support. We are now at 3.46 thousand subscribers on YouTube. Um, again, if you enjoyed this free content, um, if you if you leave a like on this video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell. Um, yeah, those things do help. Again, they help me out to continue to put out free content for you guys. And if you listen to Apple Podcasts, a five star rating and review uh, would also be greatly appreciated. Uh, but yeah, with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we get into players and their prices for Friday, so what we can do is look back my lineup here from Thursday slate. So Thursday slate was yeah, not the best for me. Um, a little bit, a little bit uh, tilting for sure. So um, again, it was a two-game slate, and we had one team uh, armored athlete that was really short-handed right there in a seven-man rotation. So I really wanted to get a lot of exposure there. Um, Roberson and Clark were really, really good, right? Or not, like, amazing, but I don't know. I You knew, like, they were going to have to play most of the game. Um, expected a little bit more production from, from Machado and Roberson, to be honest. Um, really did. For how many Mets they played out, I don't know how many Mets that they finished with, but they played most of the game. Um, yeah, expected a little bit more there. Uh, John Elmore. Also a little bit tilted there, uh, and not like he wasn't—he wasn't bad, right? Almost twenty-eight fancy points to seven point seven k is perfectly fine, but just the way that uh, TMT defended them, they—they they just double teamed him every time. They—they they literally forced him to pass the ball. So he—he uh, he played basically the whole game again, seven, ten, and five. The reason I liked him is he just stuffed the stat sheet. Now Ledbetter, there was basically no shooting guards I liked on the slate, so I went with a cheap option. He was starting. Um, TMT ran like a 12-man rotation, so that didn't work out great. And then Kyle Wilcher also got in foul trouble. Foul trouble in this, like really? Um, yeah, I've been itching for basketball to come back, but last couple days we've had injury and then foul trouble. Um, two of the most tilting parts of, uh, of basketball DFS. Um, yeah, he picked up four fouls in the first half, missed out in about five minutes there. Uh, but just in general, that rotation was terrible. Once I saw that everyone was going to play, I knew playing you know two guys in that team was ugh, probably not the best idea. It was a couple bench guys uh, that actually lit it up for them. It was the guy from UCLA. What was his name? Bryce. I forget what his name was, but he came off the bench into stroke threes. Uh, and then one of their bigs as well um, came off the bench and w w couldn't miss either. So... Um, yeah, that was again. You know, my my the reason I went to those two guys was Wilshire. There wasn't a whole lot of, of power forward options, um, so I figured he was a decent play. And he was obviously a really good scorer at Gonzaga. And then Ledbetter, you know, my reasoning was the shooting guard was very very thin, and he was starting. Um, Bostic again. I, I basically played five guys here from Armored Athlete. I mentioned uh, Brandon Gilbeck as a uh, one of my favorite value plays. Um, it, it was either him or uh, Chris Coakley for me, and obviously I picked wrong here. Now, Gilbeck got the minutes, right? He played most of the game. If you watch that game, he was out there almost the whole game. It, it just felt like, God, every single rebound went to someone else. Every single unlucky, like, 
he had like a putback that was called an offensive foul. I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. I just felt like he got really unlucky there because he got a lot of the minutes, and again, normally bigs do have a higher floor. It just felt like it got a little bit unlucky. Chris Coakley was the other guy I mentioned in my video. He went absolutely off. So those are two guys I liked. Obviously, I got on the wrong side of that, and that, you know, I think Coakley finished like over 40 fancy points. Uh, he went crazy. Um, so, yeah, got a little bit unlucky there. And that's basically the look back, right? Uh, I think my exposure to Armin Athlete, uh, you know, I was, again, the reasoning why I stacked so many players on the team was because they're so shorthanded. Um, but, you know, the other game going off, the herd TMT being 102 to 99 compared to 70 to 76, definitely hurt a little bit, right? When one game scores 60 more points than the other game, that's, you're going to want more exposure to the first game. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. So a little bit of a disappointing day, but hopefully we can bounce back here for, uh, this slate on Friday. And I feel pretty good about this slate. So, We've seen now, uh, what are we in the quarterfinals now? Quarterfinals or semi? I think it's quarters now. Semis? I don't know. Could be wrong there. But, uh, yeah, we, we've seen all these teams, which is really good. Now we have a good idea of kind of rotations, right, who are the main guys. I've got to see all these teams play. So I, I feel pretty good about this. Let's start with the first team here in Brotherly Love. So, Let's look at their stats for, they've only played one game. We haven't seen them in a while. Uh, Khalif Wyatt went off, uh, carried the team kind of at 27-2-6. You had Morgo for 24-2, and two, and then DJ Newbell went for 13-2. and two. Um, If you look at uh, their average minutes, again, they only played one game, so this is from their one game. Uh, Ramon Moore uh, went, played 35 minutes, so basically the whole game. Uh, Devante or DJ Newbell played almost 30 minutes. Cleef Wyatt, and he had a big game, still only played 26 minutes. So that is, you know, a little bit disappointing or a little bit worrisome, I should say, right? Uh, and then you had Godson play 22 and uh, Sammy Gibbons play 17. So let's take a look at this roster, right? They have a pretty deep roster, but I think it was only, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 8 people played. Um, unless, like, one of those guys that have zero got, like, a couple of minutes and didn't pick up a stat. I guess that's possible, but based on eight-man rotation, um, yeah, so Wyatt's up at 8.8K. Do I want to pay 8.8K for a guy that only played, what was it, 25 minutes, right? Shot the ball amazing. Still, again, he had a good, really, really good game, but do I want to use one of my spin-ups on him? Right now, I'm leaning towards no. I think I like a couple other spin-ups a little bit more. That's not saying Khalif Wyatt's out of play, right? We saw that upside in the, in the first game. He can definitely score the ball in, in bunches. I just feel like I like some other spin-ups a little bit more. Now, Ramon Moore's priced up to 7.8K. Also had a good game. Um, he played more minutes, a lot more minutes. He played 35 minutes, right? Um, so... You know, if you're going to make me choose between Ramon Moore and, and Wyatt, I'll probably give the edge to Wyatt or to, to Ramon Moore for a thousand dollars difference, where he played more minutes, almost ten more minutes. Um, shooting guard, it, it's actually stronger in this slate. Normally, shooting guard's pretty weak, but there's a lot of pretty solid shooting guard play. So I think he's in play. Still, don't know if he's my favorite spin up either. Those top two guys, I brotherly love. Um, I think the guy that stands out the most to me right now. It is DJ Newbill if you want to punt the shooting guard position. 4.7K, I think that looks pretty good. 
the Penn State product uh, played a good amount of minutes. Right, he was I think second in the team in minutes. Yeah, almost thirty minutes. Um, didn't have like an amazing stat line, right? But thirteen and two, and he's played most of the game for you know a slate that honestly kind of lacks some value. I'm okay with DJ Newball. Now, um, some other guys that I have consideration, the, the two bigs here, uh, Givens and uh, Johnson, um, I think are in play. Givens played, what was it, 17, 17, 18 minutes, which is not bad for big, but he's priced up to 5.7K. I, again, I think he's viable, but I might prefer a couple other bigs for a little bit cheaper. Um, you have Marlon Johnson played less than 17 minutes, right? They only We don't get to see the, how many minutes they played. Uh, they only show the top five. So he played, we know he played less than 17. Either way, he was still pretty productive when he got out there, right? Nine, five, and two with a block and a steal. That's why I like, you know, playing as many bigs as I can because they just have a higher floor, right? Rebounds, blocks, stuff like that, putbacks even. So I think Marlon Johnson at his price of 4.8K, you know you're not going to get a whole lot of minutes, but I think he's a viable punt play. Because, you know, my best guess will probably get around 15 minutes, maybe a little bit more. And you know when he's going to be out there, he's going to be pretty productive. So I, I think he's a viable punt play, again, a slate that lacks some value. Um, but I think that's really it for this team. So now let's move on to uh, the Golden Eagles, I believe. That's their, hold on, man. Got it up here. Yeah, the Golden Eagles. Again, this is the basically all former Marquette players. Um, let's take a look at their box score here against uh, Team CP3. So it was Darius Johnson Odom that had the big game off the bench. But I do want to point out, 21 points, no other stats. He was kind of a guy that stand in the corner, shoot three. So he's a really good shooter, right? But can he keep that up, right? Now, what's his price on DraftKings? He's 6.5K. So I don't know, right? It's a little bit worrisome that he didn't do anything else besides shoot the ball. Now, Jameel Wilson looks really good. He looked, looked like their best player. He went for 14-11, 2-2. He's priced up, though, 8.5K. Like, I think, you know, if you're going to make me pick between the stars in this game, right, the top guys like Wyatt, Moore, Wilson, I would prefer Wilson of those three guys just because, um, again, he's, he's a big, he looked like the best player out there. He played decent minutes. If we look at their minutes, no one played huge minutes on this team, though, because they're a little bit of a deeper team. You had Bikes, Wilson, and Elgin Cook all get about 28 minutes, and then DJO off the bench played about 20, Mo Aker about 19. Um, if you look at their roster, how many guys do they have, right? So it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Looks like 9 played, right? I, I know for sure Travis Diener did not play because he was actually someone owned that last slate. I know for sure he didn't play. Rousey, I'm pretty sure, didn't play either. So it looks like they ran a nine-man rotation. Um, yeah, you know, the big question is, DJO, what do you do here? Personally, he's priced up, didn't do anything else besides score the ball, came off the bench, still didn't even crack 20 minutes. I'll probably pass unless he's inserted in the starting lineup. If he starts, then I have a little bit more interest in him. Um, again, Wilson is a guy that I do like, right? He had a double-double. He looked really, really good out there. Um, 8.5K, sure, you're going to have to pay a lot for him, but I think he's still in play. Again, I would prefer him to the guys in Brotherly Loves, like the Stars, right? Those two guys at the top. I would prefer Wilson uh, in this game. Uh, Dwight Bikes also looked really, really good. Made some great passes. 
Uh, he won for 12, 5, and 5, which is really good. Right? He's a guy that kind of fills up the stat sheet. He's at 7.5K. Um, again, I, I think he's in play, too. Um, but, you know, the, the slight worry with this team is just the minutes. Right? No one really played the huge minutes. Um, and then you have Elgin Cook. This, right now, I know he didn't look great the first game, but he's my favorite play on this team for his price. I really like him. He played terrible, if you watch that. Terrible. 6-5-2 with six turnovers. But you can tell he just had an off game. He's a guy that does have upside, and he's priced way down to 5.5K. And he's still played basically the same minutes, right? The most on the team at about 28. So right now, Elgin Cook, I know he had a bad game the last game. Doesn't worry me too much, to be honest. I really like him. He's one of my favorite value plays of the day there, 5.5K. He's a big, right? He has a high floor. He's going to play big minutes, right? If he plays close to 30 minutes again, I just think he's really underpriced. And he underperformed compared to Bikes and Wilson, where Bikes and Wilson got priced up. Elgin Cook got a huge discount. So I like him the most for his price on this team. Now, I think there are a couple other interesting plays here. Um, a guy like uh, Luke Fisher didn't play a whole lot of minutes. I think maybe only got 10 minutes. But he's in that conversation of, again, there's really not a whole lot of great value plays. So, you know, using a value big there in, in what, 10, 15 minutes of play, you know, they can get you 15 or so fancy points. So I think he's a viable punt. Still don't feel great about it because he really didn't play a whole lot of minutes. Um, you know, you have a guy like Jarvis Williams. Um, I don't believe he cracked the top, yeah, uh, in minutes, but still was out there. Like, I think he played about 15, if I had to guess. Went for 9 and 4. Again, he's 3.8K. Him, Fisher, I think are in place as punts because, there, again, there's really not a whole lot of value plays uh, on this slate. So that's really my breakdown there. Again, I'm, you know, Cook maybe he goes a little bit lower on instead of bad game, but I really like him. He's one of my favorite plays of the day. And I think, again, kind of the buy low, right, whereas Bikes, Wilson got priced up, Algin Cook way down. Um, now let's move on to the last game here. We have, um, we have the House of Pain which is, again, a lot of former Illinois players. And uh, this is a team I like a good amount. Um, so let's go ahead and go over to the House of Pain here. And they've actually played two games. Now, I have both box horses up here. Um, you want uh, Mike Dom looks amazing. He looks like the best player right now in this tournament. Um, really, really good. Went for 21-13 and 13 the first game. Uh, and then went for 23 and 8 the second game. He's just a score, right? He's going to put the ball in the basket. And their offense really is just give the ball to Mike Dom and let him go to work. So I love Mike Dom. I know he's way priced up, right? He's 9.5K. I think that's the highest price in the slate. It is by, by a good amount. But I just think the floor is so high and his minutes, too, right? This is a shorthanded team already. He's averaging 32 minutes. Him, Felice, and Malcolm Hill are basically playing the whole game. Right, because you have nine minute quarters, so nine, eighteen, twenty-seven, um, and then you have the fourth quarter is the last four minutes is the um, what's it called, Elam ending. So, you know, on average, what a game is about thirty-six minutes if you say nine minutes for for that last quarter too. So yeah, they're basically playing the whole game. Right, they're resting for maybe a couple of minutes. So I really like Mike Dom as a spend up. Um, again, he's just been dominating so far. Uh, they're shorthanded. You know he's going to play big minutes. He's just a scorer. So really do like Mike Dom. Um, a couple other guys I have interest in are, are Malcolm Hill, obviously. He went for 20 and 7. Um, 
or that was, that was Anders Feliz, sorry. Anders Feliz went for 20-7 and seven the first game. Malcolm Hill went for 15-4. and four. The second game, um, you had Anders Feliz go for 15-5-8. and eight. Looked really, really good that second game. Took over, and then Malcolm Hill went for 11-6. and six. Um, Yeah, so you have Dom at 9.5, Felice at 8.2, Malcolm Hill at 7.3K. I think all, all are definitely in play. Definitely my favorite, though, would be Mike Dom. If you can get to him, I think he's probably the best bet up on the slate, but you're going to have to pay a premium, right? Um, and then you have Anders Felice, who I still like at 8.2K. Again, he's, but you know he's going to basically play the whole game. He's a guy that's going to stuff the stat sheet. Looked very, very good the last game, so I have interest there. Malcolm Hill, and shooting guard is a little bit more, there's a lot of decent plays here. So I think Malcolm Hill is one of those guys you can consider at you know 7.3K. Uh, Billy Garrett at 62 you know he's going to get good minutes, but he's just a guy that doesn't do a whole lot offensively, right? He's, he's going to play big minutes, right? 28, uh, averaging about. Uh, but, you know, just the stats, he's kind of staying in the corner. He'll get some rebounds, right? One for nine, one and two the first game, uh, and then five, four, and three. You know, if he was cheaper, right? If he was like 5K or 4.5, then I would definitely like him. At 6.2 for a guy that's, you know, the number four in the offense, I don't think we have to go there. Um, you have Kyle Vanalis, who actually came off the bench and had a pretty good game. It was the second game, I believe. Uh, let's see. The first game, he went for 5-4-2. The second game, he went for 16-1-1. One, one. Um, I think he cracked. No, he didn't crack the top in minutes, but he, he had decent minutes. I would say, uh, you know, probably going to get 15 or so, maybe, maybe a little bit more. At 4.9K, I think he's in play as a value option. I think he is. Personally, like I would probably prefer DJ Newbell because he's going to play a little bit more minutes, right? But I think Vanalis is a guy that you can look to. Um, and the last thing, Nana Egwu, 4.2K. You know you're going to get out of this guy if you play him, right? He's not an offensive threat at all. What he is is he's a guy that's going to get putbacks. He's there for block shots. He's really there defensively. Now, he did hit a three, I think, that first game or second game. The second game I saw, you know, we never – I watched – um, I watched him a good amount because I, again, I'm a big Big Ten guy, a Michigan fan, so I watched him a lot when he was at Illinois. All he did was stand around at the basket, right? But he actually stepped out and hit a three. Um, he's not going to play huge minutes, right? We're going to get about 20 or so minutes from Nana Egwu. But on a slate that really lacks value of 4.2K, I think he is certainly someone that's in play and probably would prefer slightly to some of those other value bigs I mentioned just because we know he's going to start, get about 20 minutes, not a whole, not gonna do a whole lot offensively, but if he can get like a putback here or there, he's probably gonna get you some boards, maybe a block shot or two, right? That's what he's really known for is the block shots. Only won the first couple of games. I think that's more of his floor. I think he has upside to get you three, four blocks in a game. So I do kind of like Nana Egu as a value play. Um, Finky and Black are stayaways. They didn't get a whole lot of minutes. So yeah, all in all, uh, this this pain team, House of Pain, is a team I, I do like. Um, and then lastly, let's talk about uh, the Dayton team, the Red Scare. So, um, this is uh, another kind of shorthanded team, right? They had these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players. They have nine in the roster, but only used eight. Um, let's go over to their stats, uh, the last game. So, a little bit more of a balanced attack, right? You had Davis go for 15, 4, and 3. Uh, Mixell go for 14, 1, and 2. You had Thompson go for 12 at 7 and 1. Uh, McMahon go for 12, 1, and 3. Uh, Oliver went for 9, 1, and 8. Landis went for 7, 3, and 4, right? So a little bit more balanced. Um, and then let's take a look at their minutes. Right, so Devin Oliver at 39 minutes. I think he played the whole game. 
I really think he did. You had Landers almost play the whole game, too, at 35. Daryl Davis played 29. Kyle Davis, 24. Uh, McSell played 22. So, um, looking at that and then looking at the prices, the guy that stands out to me is Devin Oliver. I really like him at, at 6.9K. I know he struggled. He did not play his best, definitely. But he played the whole game. Went for 9, 8, and 1. Again, if you watch that game, he shot the he did not shoot the ball well. He did not play well. But kind of like um, kind of like Elgin Cook, right? You're gonna buy low. You know most likely the minutes are gonna be there, right? If you basically play the whole game and you're getting him at a de- decreased price point, I think personally he is the best player on the team, even though he did not play his best the first game. So another guy I like buying low on. I do really like Devin Oliver there. Um, I think Darrell Davis is certainly someone that's in play, too, at shooting guard. Again, shooting guard, you have to make a tough decision. Do you want to go for one of those spend-up guys? There's a lot of spend-up shooting guards that are certainly in play. Or do you want to spend down maybe on a guy like DJ Newville? Right? I think that's that's the decision you have to make. Uh, but I think Darrell Davis is certainly someone that's viable. Kyle Davis at 5.4K I think is also in play. Now, he's another guy that kind of struggled, started, played 24 minutes. Not bad, right? You probably want a little bit more, but the price point looks pretty decent at 5.4K. Again, another guy that looked did not really play well. Uh, went for 6, 4, and 2, which is not great. But uh, about 24, 25 minutes, starting point guard, 5.4K. I think he's a viable, cheap option for sure. Uh, and then Trevor Thompson, right now, I think he's definitely up there as one of the top um, big plays for sure. Center is pretty weak. I think Trevor Thompson will eat up a good amount of that ownership. Uh, But, you know, the issue is he's not going to play a lot of minutes, right? He played really well when he's out there, but he did not crack the top five in the team in minutes, which is a little bit worrisome. But really, no bigs did besides Mike Dom, obviously. He's more of a power forward. So, yeah, right. if you just look to center, it's a really weak position, right? You have Thompson, you have Johnson, you have Nana Egwu, you have a couple of guys who are going to play off the bench, right? So, for that reason alone, I think Thompson is going to be very high-owned, and he had a pretty good game. Really, though, I think there's a couple guys you can look to, right? Nana Egwu for really cheap. If you want to take a shot at Fisher off the bench, uh, Johnson off the bench, right? Or, or Tristan Tom- or not Tristan Thompson, Trevor Thompson. Um, so, yeah, I do have interest in him. Again, I think he is going to garner a lot of ownership because center is so weak. Um, Landers is a guy that is basically in the same territory for me as DJ Newbill, right? I think they're, they're basically the same place. He is a guy that uh, didn't play his best, but played about 35 minutes, right? So he's at a decreased price point. I like Landers. I like DJ Newbill a good amount for value options because we know both those guys are going to play a bunch. Uh, both, you know, didn't play maybe the best, but you're getting on a slate that lacks value. I think those are two guys that definitely look pretty good here. Uh, Mac Mahan had a good game off the bench. I think he's viable, right? What right for 12-1 and 3 or 4.7K. Not saying he's out of play. Uh, and then McSell, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, uh, also had a decent game with 14-2-1. So I think there are some interesting plays here, right? Some of those value plays because they're a little bit more of a balanced attack. Right. I think you can consider guys like Mac Mahan, uh, McSell, again, I like Landers. He's gonna play big minutes. A guy like Thompson, I think is gonna be pretty popular. So there are some interesting plays here on this Red Scar team. Uh, but yeah, let's now do a, a brief overview uh, before we get out of here of like the spin ups, right? So you have Dom, Wyatt, Wilson, Feliz, Moore, Bikes, right? Again, you know, I still, I know he's the most expensive. I think Mike Dom is the safest of those guys. Um, 
I do. Wyatt's probably the fade for me. I know he played really well, shot the ball really well. Didn't play the most minutes, though, which is a little bit worrisome. Wilson looks really good when he's out there. I have interest there. Again, Fleece did as well. So you're going to have to make some tough decisions at the top, right? Uh, let's, let's go position by position first, I guess. So, yeah, I point guard, right? I like Anders Lee's probably as a spend-up. Cheaper options. I think a guy like Kyle Davis is interesting. Uh, if you look to shooting guard, shooting guard's tough because it's very, very, it's like normally it's a position that's pretty weak, but you have some good options here, and you can use Wyatt, the shooting guard, if you want to. Moore played some good minutes. I think he's a viable uh, play. Bikes looked really, really good and distributed the ball well. You're kind of getting a point guard at a shooting guard position. I think that looks pretty good. Uh, Malcolm Hill's playing big minutes. Uh, Darrell Davis played good minutes. And then the cheap options, Landers and DJ Nubo, I think are definitely viable 5 and 4.7K respectively. So, and even Matt Man played well off the bench. So, Shooting guard's a tough position, right? There's a lot of options here. I think that's where the slate's going to be won, getting the shooting guard position right. On the small forward position, I guys to- I told you guys I really like Oliver and I really like Elgin Cook for their prices. Both played bad the first game. Both played big minutes, though, and both are, you know, again, kind of underperformed, so you're going to buy low. I really like those guys. Again, if you want to go to Jamel Wilson at the top, I think that's certainly in play because he looked very, very good that first game. Again, Billy Garrett will be a stay away from me at that price. At the power forward position, it's pretty clear for me. It's Mike Dom. Now, if you just look at power forward, it's really, really weak, right? Besides Dom, I think the only guy I would consider would be Elgin Cook, which I also really like. I guess you could consider Gibbons, too, at 5.7, but it feels like a little bit pricey for him. So for that reason alone, Mike Dom, I think, is going to garner a lot of ownership, right? Because power forward is so, so thin. So if you want to differentiate yourself, which... It is an interesting strategy. Maybe use Elgin Cook as your power forward and fade Dom and use some of those other spin-ups, right? Because, again, power forward is really weak. People are just going to plug and play Dom. Again, I like that, but he's going to be very, very high-owned. So I'm just talking about if you're making like, a lot of lineups, if you want to get different. I think fading Dom is interesting and using maybe a guy like Elgin Cook in your power forward position to uh, kind of leverage ownership, right? Because you know Dom is going to be very, very high-owned. And lastly, center, another tricky spot, kind of like shooting guard. Um, there's not a whole lot of options here, though. Thompson, I think, is going to garner a lot of the ownerships. He played well, didn't play a whole lot of minutes. None of these guys are going to play big minutes. Johnson, I think you can use. Um, I think Robinson's in play. Really, you can make an argument for any of those kind of top five guys. And not an Egwu, you know you're getting out of them, right? Not really an offensive guy. But if he's going to play about 20 minutes, you really just need to get a couple blocks from him, maybe a putback at 4.2K. Um, but, yeah, I think that's really it for the video, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you like this video. Subscribe if you haven't already and hit the notification bell. Again, guys, those things really do help me out to continue to put out free content for you guys every single day. We have multiple videos a day, guys. It's a grind for me right now, but I love it. Uh, CSGO, Call of Duty videos right uh, will be up right after this, so be on the lookout. Uh, thanks again, guys. Hope you guys all have a great day, and I will see you all in the next video.